0: Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's all right. I'm allowed is. to hang out with you now. All right. All right. I thought it was like put in the corner or something.
1: This is how we're going to start this whole thing off on mute. So that's, that's <laughs> exactly how this, could, this this should definitely be. So what is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are here. We started a we started a show, the Casually Serious podcast. We're going to cover a lot of things in the course of the coming weeks, months, years, decades, and centuries that we will be alive because at the end of this year, I'm pretty sure we'll all be living forever. Um I- but what we wanted to focus on here, of course, me being Bob the Cannabis Cowboy, and I've got my friend over here, Ken Man. He's gonna be uh, bringing in some information. We're gonna be doing a four part series on the 360 degrees of cannabis. Um, so today we're gonna to be focusing specifically on the NFL, a little bits of the collective bargaining agreement, and possibly some athletes that are, uh, you know, possibly synonymous with cannabis and things like that. So we're gonna bring this to you every Tuesday at 9.30 Eastern. Um, and I'm really, really hoping you guys follow us along. We've got a lot of stuff that we're going to cover over the course of the coming weeks. So Ken, man, what's up, man? Say, uh, say what's up. Give everybody a shout out.
0: What's going on world. Uh, I am doing great tonight. I'm excited to talk about this and also just to be here with Bob, the cannabis cowboy to do this show. I'm really excited. It's something we've talked about collaborating on for a while now, so. I'm excited to get it kicked off, and and what better than to talk about stuff we love, and sports is certainly a, a big part of that, and cannabis. So together, let's talk a little bit about the NFL and how NFL athletes are now using cannabis as their preferred pain relief. It's something obviously players have been doing for a long time. Prior to the collective bargaining agreement that was just panned out here in March of 2020, That 10-year deal is going to allow NFL players to no longer get suspended. We're not going to see what happened to Josh Gordon happen again. Players will now be allowed THC content to a certain point, four times higher than what was allowed before. There will be no direct suspensions. Uh, Players will not be tested throughout the offseason. The tests will be known and players will be able to work with their teams in being able to utilize cannabis now for pain relief. And why is this such a big deal? I mean, this is something I feel a lot of people are like, well, hey, of course players do it. They do it in the offseason. This is not a new story, and it's not. But what's new is the NFL's stance on it now. They had always been adamant against having marijuana. their players and now what we're seeing is with this most recent collective bargaining agreement is that they are allowing this to happen more so and I believe personally that a lot of this actually came from what we were seeing with concussions and what we were seeing with players coming back to the NFL and telling them that because we're not protected properly look at what's happening and I think that correlation kind of works here too because now players are hurting because of opiates. Constantly opiates are becoming a problem for players as they leave the NFL and it's destroyed their bodies to the point where the NFL needs to have a better way for players to deal with pain relief.
1: One hundred percent. And I know that I know that a lot of folks will probably be on the um, on the side of saying, well, these guys are just self-medicating themselves and uh, well, self-medicating themselves, obviously. But um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know that I, a lot of people want to use that term as a bad thing. But a lot of us do it. Most of us do it, if I'm being honest, and a lot of us kind of had to do it during this 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 quarantine. But you're right. I do. I, I've seen myself just sort of a, a very big, a, a, almost an overnight loosening of the rules in, in the NFL, specifically for cannabis.
0: Absolutely. And with this new agreement, players will have the ability to use something that they hadn't tried before. And you've got obviously a lot of guys that have had marijuana in their lives recreationally, um, growing up, obviously, college players. Uh, So a lot of these guys are doing things all the time with, with cannabis and they're used to it. But there are players that never had and had been completely against it on the recreational side. But as they're feeling the pains of the NFL, they're also looking to find something other than Toradol. Because that's that's kind of the number one injection on NFL sidelines. They're constantly pumping guys up with Toradol, which is an opiate. And those effects over time are going to be much harsher on the body than then will be cannabis. And especially being able to utilize cannabis through vaping, through topical means, so that they don't have to inhale it. And I think that's a lot of what the players were always concerned with. It's going to be the adverse effects to inhaling cannabis and utilizing that for pain relief. And especially during the season due to adverse effects that they may get that way.
1: You know, and Toradol and, and, and these other opiate-based uh, pain relievers are obviously something we've been using since the, the dawn of, hum, you know, humanity, but there's a, there's a lot of danger involved in it. And I'm not just talking about the kinds of things that it does to your body. You know, ha- having to push yourself and play through a specific kind of pain where you're numb, it uh, leaves you open for obvious, uh, obvious extension of that injury, you know, and, and things like that. And if you're not, if you're, if you're constantly medicating to the point where you're doped up, then that's not necessarily a recovery situation, you know, unless you're unless you're dealing with dealing with massive pain, which obviously a lot of these NFL players are dealing with. But, you know, the reason why um, that the NFL is so hardcore against it is obviously it was federally illegal. And the NFL's got major ties with the military and 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 things like that. So there is absolutely no way they were gonna bend on that rule. But I think you were right when it came, when you when you started seeing some of these injuries and the suicides that were happening after people were leaving the NFL, you, you had to start asking yourself, like, what exactly is going on here? Why are these people taking so many pills? Why are they prescribed so many pills to begin with? If I'm being honest, that's really the beginning of it. But, um, you know, I think the, I think we're kind of opening our eyes more as a country now. We're starting to see that that's not the right route. And I was afraid for a long time. That wasn't you being someone who lived in Miami your entire life saw firsthand the kind of damage that just those pills can do not only to a community but to people in general
0: no no doubt and i think that's something that players are seeing more certainly the nfl is seeing more at the higher level uh, the doctors are are more apt to prescribing this and obviously the the stance being loosened overall politically is what's helping this kind of move along. I mean, if you look at the other major sports, really the NFL was behind all of them prior to this move in 2020. They were kind of the last major sport to do this. The NBA had already kind of pushed it aside to where players now only you get four random tests. There's multiple fines before suspensions. It takes a lot to get kicked out of games in the NBA uh, for cannabis. Uh, the, N- the NHL, they still test for it but that you're not suspended for it and in the in the um in major league baseball i'm sorry they they've completely taken it off of its ban their banned substances so in major league baseball they treat it just like alcohol so we're we're back now to seeing that it was the nfl that was really lagging so much and the nfl i mean of all sports the the sport that really hurts the most i mean i'm not going to take anything away from the pain of those other athletes in those sports but come on these guys in the nfl If anyone needs pain relief, it's these guys, and they need to have the ability to have it in a way that they can feel comfortable in taking it or not, and at least maybe understanding better what it can do for them and what different strains can do for them, because the people against all of this, and some of them are former players, are worried about still there being a problem with addiction coming out of this. And especially with new strains of marijuana being what they are today, I think a lot more Uh, People that are worried about addiction are concerned with how players could get involved with that too, trying to take something again for, for pain.
1: Well, I, I think right away for someone to have that conversation and say, "Listen, I don't want to introduce uh, cannabis as any sort of means of therapy uh, because I'm worried about addiction." Then you really already have to take a very, very close look about at what's already happening. Addiction right. is rampant in the NFL because of painkillers. I mean, we're let's go all the way back to Brett Favre. Brett Favre is really one of the first people I remember hearing about, at least openly admitting I've taken a handful of Vicodin a day. You know, and I remember sort of thinking, thinking of thinking to myself like seeing a visual of a handful of Vicodin. I got a big freaking hand. I could fit 50 Vicodin. And that's probably what Brett Favre was taking every day due to all the pain. And then after a while, when you start taking those things, you become you become physically dependent. So the folks that are worried about the addictive portion of the pain management or pain control should already be worrying about that. Uh, cannabis, for the most part, is not going to do anything to exacerbate any of those things. If you're smoking cannabis and taking Oxy, you're probably going to have some effects that are a little bit different than had you not been taking that oxy but pain management is definitely at this point now where i I think people are starting to understand that what we've been told is not
0: necessarily true that's very true and i'm going to tell you brett Favre is a a great example of that i feel like that was somebody i felt the same way i kind of noticed and he was very vocal about the things that he did and especially after he retired i think that gave a lot of people Uh, that that chance to look again and see, well, are we really doing the right thing? I mean, the whole Junior Seau thing. I think there was so many of these cases of players after they've retired. um, Obviously, not always as tragically as what happened with Junior. But even players like uh, Ricky Williams, I mean, of course, as a Dolphin fan. I mean, we lost Ricky for an an entire season in 2006. He was suspended due to the NFL's uh, policy on cannabis so and he was doing it more holistically you know he really wasn't even doing it for the pain as, as much as he got beat up and I'm sure it helped him he was all about the holistic side he was all about the spiritual side he stayed there even after his NFL days and really was an advocate that way and still it's today and you see a lot of players like that Eugene Monroe from the Baltimore Ravens who would be advocating for it during the season just a few years ago saying guys need to be able to do this and i think those were the voices that finally made the nfl realize that it was time to make these changes obviously looking at the other major sports as well and seeing what they were doing they had to make a move one way or the other and this last cba i mean this is a 10-year deal so this is just the beginning of what's now going to be uh, the nfl's ability to allow their players to use cannabis in such a way to hopefully eliminate the use a lot of these opiates you know, and that's, that's a great point. And uh, before I go into my my side
1: of what we're speaking about today, I have a real quick story. Sure. I was, um, I was a head of security for an Austin, Texas nightclub called Logan's on 6th Street. And it was, it was right on the corner. Club. Well, I mean, look, it's been 20 freaking <laughs> years since I've been there. I don't even know if it's open anymore, if I'm being honest. Not to mention, uh, never mind. There's a lot of bad stories. Anyway a lot of folks would go there it was I, I wouldn't i want to venture to say it was sort of a not a really a violent bar but it was a very big mixture of college students and sort of like yuppies and things like that so we always had stars coming in there matter of fact i met ed Ed T- too tall jones there i met scott Ian there i met a lot of people there but i was told by my manager hey go bring this guy into the back and i'm like who is it and he goes you'll know when you when you see him so i went to the side door and i was like oh shit, it's ricky williams What's up? Bring him into the back, into the where we have this sort of like six dining tables in this back area. I don't really know what it was for. I'm just thinking it's for strippers and cocaine. That's <laughs> all. I went right. back there. Yeah, so sounds right. I went back there. and So I sat down with the guy, and I don't really know what my assignment is. As the head security, they just told me to let this guy in who's a VIP and treat him as a VIP. So I'm sitting there talking to the guy. And, and you know, he's a cool guy, very quiet, and he reminds us very well of somebody that you and I. Both know very well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be very one of those kind of just really sort of a soft spoken guy, but sort of large in stature. So, you're expecting him to be very loud when he's talking, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, so how do you like Austin? Yeah. And anyway, so I'm like, well, listen, man, I- I'm supposed to give you VIB treatment. I'm going to light a joint. Are you cool with that? And he's like, yeah, totally. Smoke, take a couple of hits, blah, 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 blah. All things go on. All this thing goes on in his career, and I and I hear I see this special that he does, and all of a sudden I hear him claiming that he never smoked cannabis until he got to the NFL, and I was just like, you know what, man, at this point in your life, you got to just go ahead and be honest with that because <laughs> I got high with you, I smoked with you, and I'm not the only other dude in the world that's ever happened to you. I guarantee you smoked with a lot of people in Austin when he was there. But but I'm it was sure. just one of those things where I heard him say it. I was like, dude you're it's older now you're older now man you don't really have to lie about this but then again i guess like maybe at some point you have to kind of stick to it but calling
0: ricky williams out live right here calling ricky williams
1: The thing about it is that he he took a couple puffs he didn't say there for really for the whole session i think we wound up ushering him into like an area where he can get drinks and then he just kind of took off he was really cool one of the coolest kids i've ever ever met he had we really had his head on uh pretty tight for that time but i think i think that's that's really a testament to his intelligence at that time he was just a lot smarter than the people around him and um, folks like that tend to get in trouble uh, because, you know, they, they really don't have tolerance for the for the normies. But <laughs> absolutely, you know, in, in in terms of the cannabis and, and my favorite team and the favorite team of I know of a lot of people watching the show right now, the Dallas Cowboys. We've had our share going back historically back to the 90s where we've had people getting in trouble, l- legal issues with cannabis and, and maybe even some, um, you know, some issues with our commissioner and stuff like that. But normally it was outside. But, you know, over the last few years, we had a couple guys, one named David Irving and one named Randy Gregory, who are both really, really, they loved cannabis. And, it, and I believe in Randy Gregory's case, and he's gone on to say this is he's had bipolarity issues. He's had issues where uh, some of the drugs that he's taken that I, I know about Seroquel, which I've taken uh, certain things that, that, you, that you take when you have bipolarity issues don't really make things a lot better. They can make things a lot worse. They can make confusion a lot higher. They can make all these things higher. And I believe what Randy Gregory was trying to do was try and find a way to get away from those meds and something that can center him in, in, a, in, a, in a much more balanced way. Uh, so when they got suspended because of cannabis, I, I know I know a lot of folks were getting pissed off about it. We were constantly yelling in the fan base, how the hell can you suspend someone over that when you've got 950 Budweiser commercials in the middle of every football game how many car crashes have you seen related? How many deaths have you heard about DUI? But they're so easy to slap a Bud commercial on a football game, and it was just one of those things we started getting really angry about. So obviously, we're you know we fast forward to this point right now, where in the last year these rules have sort of loosened up, and so as cowboy fans, we're saying to ourselves, "Well, hell yeah, you know cannabis is legal in terms of the NFL." We get our David Irving back and we get our Randy Gregory back. So we're sitting here with our hands ready, you know, like, yeah, reinstatement, reinstatement. So reinstatement comes for both of them. And we get Randy Gregory back and we're all happy. We're like, all right, David Irving, you're next. David Irving? What does David Irving do? Brings his ass to Las Vegas with Jason Witten to join the Raiders because he already <laughs> has a commitment out there with a dispensary that he's had since he got suspended. Oh. So rather than sort of sit around, and say hey i want to be reinstated i want to be reinstated david irving was grinding the entire time he was suspended by putting his money that he already had into a legal cannabis dispensary i think i believe it started off with cbd but he turned it into a business so that by the time jerry was like all right buddy you want ready to come back to our game he's like nah i'm just ready to come back to the nfl and get my my contract because weed has never done anything to anyone you know, so it was—it was, it was sort of a success story and a, a sort of a, a little slap in the face. And I think the connection I'm trying to make here is the fact that no matter what's going on, we know that cannabis is not unsafe. There's a lot of down the downside to cannabis, tired being tired and things like that. But uh, you know, a lot of these folks they're, they're they're finding ways to make money besides football. And in terms of my team, the Dallas Cowboys, we I, at least I could admit that our team is really more about glitz and glamour than it has been about guts and stuff like that. And, and so you, Dallas, they come to Dallas, folks come to Dallas to get those paychecks and they go to other teams to play football. And we've been trying to break that for a while, but really that whole cannabis thing gets tied in there because, you know, folks, no matter what, if they don't get their contract, they're trying to find ways to make extra money. And, and NFL players know now that if you want to make money, you can throw it into the cannabis industry and make some damn good really really good roi very fast um and and i think that's you know as, as much as we didn't really want to see david irving go to uh, another team i i can't hate him for it and i can't hate him for it especially knowing that the cannabis is now basically legal in the nfl so hell yeah why wouldn't you do that why wouldn't you go open your dispensary and go to its go to a, a a team that has one of the that has the largest dispensary in the entire world in the same city as your football team
0: That's and at the same time, be able to market yourself in, in a place like that, that's kind of already got that for it. You know, not that obviously Dallas is mecca of football, but I'm just saying what they're, what they're doing now in Vegas is more kind of glitz and glamour and try to let's let's get you to come here because it's Vegas. I mean, there's football in Vegas now. I mean, that's crazy. That I actually crazy. really want to go. I, I really want to check it out. That, that stadium looks
1: pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. And, and shout out to BG. He's been to Planet 13 a couple times. Uh, I've seen some things here and there about it. Matter of fact, I sent him a picture. I was watching the beginning, and this is just a little trippy thing I'm going to go off on here. I watched <laughs> the beginning of The Hangover. And there were and it was the very beginning when they were playing uh, Danzig is doing the opening song. Okay. I don't know if yep. anybody knew that. And I see Planet 13, the building, but they don't show the word 13. They just show the word planet for some reason. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I realized that the song that's playing in the background is called Thirteen. And I was like, whoa. Oh, look at that. Anyway, that didn't look make that. any sense. But regardless, I was uh, even back then they were starting to put the groundwork down as a dispensary and 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 it's kind of amazing what they've done over there. So yeah, I can't really get mad at anybody for going and joining the Raiders considering they are gonna have the ability to make money in cannabis, should they just de- should they decide maybe not to take a big uh, a big check, or, or or maybe try and hit free agency and stay in Vegas. You know what I mean? That's
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, look, that that also brings up another story about what a lot of these players are doing after their NFL careers, and obviously setting that up for them. And it, it's great. I mean, it's free enterprise, but at the same time, these guys kind of got a head start on everybody else because they've got a lot of money so they're going to take all this money they're going to jump in there and they're unfortunately going to hurt a lot of the smaller guys because that it kind of comes with notoriety and name and and just marketing and the way they're going to do it with a lot of capital it's going to be tough on some of these smaller guys and i'm looking at how it is here in florida at least and you know the, the the player the people who have more money and can do things on a larger scale are obviously doing much better and the smaller guys are just trying to kind of hang on so the more money that gets infused into this obviously it's gonna as anything i mean it's it's uh, it's capitalism it's it's what it is so
1: it is but they are
0: but they are getting they are getting involved more and more or a lot of athletes from from every sport well
1: speaking of which i figure there's no time no better time than right now to go ahead and mention one of our sponsors we got a lot of sponsors okay. signing up over the course of the next few weeks and hopefully in the next few months that are sort of upstart guys so i want to at least get a mention out for today and then we'll have i think we'll have a different sponsor for every show it's kind of what we're looking for i don't know how long they're going to stay on with us but um, at any rate, let's let's get it rolling right now. So we're gonna do our own self-promotion here and we're gonna make sure that we do spots for everybody else. So today's sponsor today is Smash Mouth Equipment. Everybody in sports knows the worst thing that you can be is angry and emotional. Getting angry causes you to lose focus, lose judgment, and has been medically proven to be a disadvantage. Smash Mouth equipment has harnessed the power of CBD in fifteen milligram. Time-release doses, allowing athletes to play with intensity while remaining focused and calm. Patented time-release CBD oil is heated by the athlete's natural body heat and dispensed sublingually for 10 minutes for each insert. Don't lose your cool. Get on the field and rule. CBD mouthguard is available in lemon, orange, and melon flavors. I don't know if this is anything you might have seen. I, I have one or two players that I know about that at the college level that have been speaking about this, and it seems like something that's pretty insane, but 100%
0: badass. Absolutely. I mean, this thing looks incredible. It absolutely revolutionized the game. It's definitely going to cut down on roughing penalties, no doubt. We're going to get a much more chill football i like it and, and really a shout out to smash mouth that's incredible for them uh so early in our show to have the faith to get behind us already and sponsor us on on our first show and i think they it just goes to show they, they know what's coming here this is this is going to be where it's at and we've got we do have sponsors i spoke to a few today so there's a lot of people interested in this so i definitely want to th- uh, thank smash mouth uh, fantastic fantastic apparel i'm looking forward to this product i might just wear it around as i'm working normally i, <laughs> I was I just gonna throw think. it <laughs> on in there why not does that guy have a mouth guard in? he's just that here is, shopping for that's the uh, mouth guard no way man like yeah <laughs> i have to walk around
1: and just start street fights with people and just be like all zen and calm about it and centered it
0: did you get the bubble gum one
1: right really good, really good. <laughs> so anyway yeah thanks so much to smash mouth equipment i really appreciate it we really appreciate it um and like i said we'll have some more We'll have some more folks in the coming weeks, hopefully that uh, that's going to be a lot of different products. But I think a lot of people are kind of hanging out with us because they know that we're going to be speaking about a lot of things. And again, we're not looking for massive viewership. We're, I'm linking into the folks that I've already been speaking to. Ken understands that he might not be speaking to a whole bunch of Dolphin fans or folks that are uh, fans of the same team that he's fans with. But at the same time, we're all sports fans. We all love cannabis. And that's really what we're going to spe- be speaking about here uh, you know, on our podcast. And, and that's basically what um, we're getting at is that a lot of people are on, on, on board
0: with that. They understand the formula is probably going to work. So, uh, you know the Go four ahead. part series that I think we're doing with this in the three hundred and sixty degrees of cannabis is is really a great format to kind of start this uh, this episodes these episodes and as we move on with these four, uh, I think as we get into the next ones we'll really be able to move things around a little bit to talk about stuff that I think more people might be interested in. Uh, and we can get a lot of information across to people if they're a little more interactive as well. You're right. The viewership isn't as important as just making sure that we're able to get a message across as seriously and as casually as we can. Seriously and casually as we can. how I did that. I did. As a matter of fact, I don't know
1: if anybody noticed. I'm wearing a little button down. Oh, I got a button down T-shirt. i uh, um, uh, But it's a Dallas Cowboy button down. So it's I was
0: of- going to put a tie. I was actually going. I thought maybe this needed that, <laughs> but instead I went with a Van Halen shirt. But what? You know, I like it. You do what you do. Music. Come on, we got that. I think next week we're going to start. Uh, we're going to talk some politics. I believe just a little bit. Just a little bit. Don't get crazy out there. Okay, it's just. It's yeah. just a little bit, and of course it's going to be as it is related to cannabis
1: yeah we won't be jumping on seesaws and and picking sides and shit like that it's going to no. be it's going to be no. the the politics of cannabis and, and, absolutely and if we have to mention politicians name who are either for or against it then so freaking be it 100%. I, I think everyone here is going to be okay with that but you know we've got we've got some a few minutes left i figure we might go to our uh, to our psych ward out here uh and and that's just what i've dubbed them as as uh, as a nod to our buddy bruce uh who used to was rocking that uh vest the last time we saw maiden together so I call the group nice. over here in the corner of the site, the, uh, the psych ward. But nice. uh, I want to give a shout out here. We got a, uh, we got, Hey, he was actually one of the first to join. I think, Hey, what's up as always, always showing love, uh, Brandon Reddick coming in and saying, what's up, Andrew Pace. Thanks for showing up, Simon. Thanks for showing up. Oh, I see South of heaven, man. What's up, Mike Mosh. Thanks for coming in and hanging out. Uh, Hey, Sue says, um, Brett Favre is a prime example of the opioid addiction issue. And and that's definitely, I mean, obviously that's something that we could have gone a little bit further on. But as, as I said, and as Ken said, it was just one of those, it was the first time I said, oh, wow, a football player could have a pill addiction. I thought that was just like, you know, junkies who couldn't get heroin. You know what I'm saying? It was really one of those first times where I was like, oh
0: shit, it's in our sport too, damn. <laughs> you
1: know. And he's so relatable.
0: I mean, here's a guy that's doing the jean commercials and he's just your everyday guy. And the way he would speak, you would always know that just what was coming out of his mouth was so genuine and so real. So when it got to him getting emotional and actually having conversations with reporters about how he was feeling and why he was feeling that way, I think that connected with a lot of people, a lot of fans for sure.
1: Definitely. And and obviously, everyone else who had been dealing with it, I have family members that dealt with it. I I, I mean, the toll that it takes on your digestive system is just enough to make you want to dine on a bullet already. You know what I mean? Yep. It, is, it is just horrendous what it does to your body. It totally screws your shit up. Hey, Sue says that he did an interview where he stated that the team doctors cut him off, and all he had to do is get to get his fix was go into the locker room and stick his hand out, and his teammates had him hooked yeah. up. Wow. You know, that's... that's that's like uh, you know LSD in the '60s, right there. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna get it somewhere. <laughs> that's 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 terrifying. That's definitely terrifying. Yeah, Brandon, what's up? Ricky Williams did love the cannabis. He still does love the cannabis. i He still does.
0: Yes, he does.
1: Uh, it's Sparkles14. Hey, thanks for joining us. <laughs> that's A new name. I don't. I, I don't recall seeing that name. If all politicians smoked, their country would be much more chill. This is very true. This is, this, this is true. This guy right over here is destined to be a politician and he's already as chill as can be. So I think he <laughs> might set the president for that one to make sure that anyone in office of any kind is going to be baked first. Yeah. yeah. Ask questions yeah. later. There you go. Simon Scandroni, Simon, I know you remember Simon from. from Absolutely. Uh, How you doing,
0: Simon? Good to see you, man.
1: In the 305 days, he says he have been into planet 13 a few times. BG has been there a couple times. I know they allow you to film in there. Of course, no, no press is bad press. And, um, it's, uh, it's a, it's definitely a cool concept. I, I, I don't know, man. I, and I guess I can go on for a long time about this. But when it comes to uh, the, the business, the business of cannabis and the ability for people to have places for them to grow large amounts of cannabis and places for them, storefronts for them to sell it, uh, I really think belongs to the blue collar people who paved the way for this to happen again the politicians and the huge corporations that are currently that have a decent grasp on the business already believe it or not you don't want to admit it but huge corporations already have the grasp on the cannabis those people were not paving the way matter of fact they were kicking dirt in the face of the people who were paving the way so as right. much as we're all sitting here being very happy about how the, we can get our hands on legal cannabis we must stick to our guns and try and keep it in the hands of the people because we don't want massive corporations coming in and all of a sudden saying you know fucking whatever this this isn't blue dream call it what you want to call it they're going to buy it anyway you know believe me that's just going to happen man it's going to happen where we're not we, i've already seen the inability to get specific strains because they are no longer popular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about popular. I want strains that I've wanted, you know, which is why I started collecting them. So,
0: It's good that you mentioned that because I feel like that's a that's a thing I certainly see happening here in Florida. And I know it's going to happen everywhere else as well. And the problem with that is just like you said, it's going to take out a lot of the small market. It's going to generalize everything into a big market crunch. And this is a reason why you don't see a lot of movement, I think, on some states levels, because the people that matter, the people whose pockets are padded are not into this yet. And since they're not there and it's not their money, they're not going to be receiving the benefits of this windfall. They're not involved. So slowly, as this becomes more acceptable, it's reaching certain politicians to the point where they'll come in there and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually for this. I might be against a lot of other things somebody might think politically, but I am for cannabis. And more politicians are doing that. And as that happens and it becomes more accepted, that's where you're going to see a lot of these guys putting their money there. And when their money is there, the laws will be there too. That's exactly the way it works in this country. From top to bottom.
1: Yeah, they'll protect their ass, and then their ass will be our grass. You know, which was <laughs> not really a joke I wanted to make, but I fucking made it. So deal with it. But it's the truth. I mean, I it, yeah. you know, it, and and you know, hopefully they'll be able to keep the business going. But like I said, I mm-hmm.
0: I would I would hate to see a Walmart pop in and be. It's like... It's just oh. money for them, though. At the right. end of the day, they're looking. It's a numbers game for them. They don't care about the product at all. It's just a numbers game for them. I mean, you look at one of the biggest businesses, It's actually. Uh, private private jailing it's believe it or not but the prison system is really where a ton of money is and if you look at who's got stakes in that so many politicians have stakes in the jailing systems throughout the country that's ridiculous that's kind of it's like alright well you're setting the laws and then you're making money and making sure that these places stay packed right. but again it's dollars to them it's not about people and in the cannabis industry will be the same thing they're going to see the dollars coming they're going to see that they're protected and once everything's FDI I see insured and the banks are behind it. You'll see another big push again in this industry. And you're right, the, the pioneers, the ones who really took the brunt of this from the get-go and, and, and got just browbeated all the way through it, are they're not going to get to see the, the fruition of it fully because other people are going to come in and take that from them just because of their capital.
1: Yeah, it's already been it's already been uh, discussed on a couple of Netflix documentaries that I've seen that, you know, if you don't have a million, two million liquid right now, you are not going to be able to compete in the in the legal cannabis market. And, you know, I think at one point I remember saying this at, and right around 08, when I became legal, I said to myself, like, 09, 2010, wow. It would be really smart to get into this business. By the time I thought about that, it was fucking over. It was well, that, that's how quick it was. <laughs> <is. laughs> and this was before recreational cannabis happened in, in, in you know in Denver, which was a big deal, you know. But at the same time, I don't know. I I, I, I still have a fear of the uh, of the big companies coming in and. And taken over i don't want that to happen yet. i don't want i don't want places like good chemistry and some of the small guys even though they're, they're big here in denver i want i want to be able to, to at least have a selection and i still very 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 much want everyone to be able to cultivate that's the biggest i, thing. I agree
0: and I think honestly, you might see it get to the point where it, it, it's going to go, you know, like everything, it goes one way, it shifts again. So maybe that happens. And then all of a sudden we're getting back into wanting to find those smaller cultivators. And that becomes the thing that everybody's looking for almost. And we stay away from the big, you know, the big merchants, kind of like you do, you know, hey, I don't want to go to Walmart. I want to go to my local, you know, store or whatever to, yeah. I'd rather spend money with this guy's personal shop than go to Walmart. I want to go to Home Depot or go to this guy's Ace Hardware, whatever might be you know this could happen also in the cannabis industry to where people just get sick of the big box stuff that's going to be for your everyday guy but connoisseurs are going to want to seek out those those growers that have the stuff that they're looking for so it might become a specialized industry in that sense so i think we're we're just on a roller coaster right now and and we're still climbing we haven't even hit the free fall so that's it's coming well i'll tell you right now
1: if it ever becomes a time where specific strains are a specialty market you and i got something going on <laughs>
0: so, oh, yeah. in the right spot 100% sure. <laughs> no doubt about it no doubt about it you just stay right here with us and you'll be all right <laughs> Yeah okay, man, Ladies cannabis and cowboy that's the guy to stay with he knows <laughs> <it>.
1: <laughs> ken man did his share of, of uh of playing turnips we we can, uh, we've all, we've dabble. all we, yeah dabble here and there uh, one more, yeah, what Andrew Pace says, Bernie Sanders looks like he smokes looks. <laughs> yes, that he does. Who is Russell Robbins? Who Russell is
0: Robbins! Russell, Russell, Russell. Is that the son
1: that took all of our money this year? Is that, who uh, that He guy? did
0: actually take all our money. This is the champion, the champion of our fantasy football league, Mr. Russell Robbins. Russell, great job. Congrats, man. brother. Seriously, yeah, congrats. I got second to last. I was close. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, it started, you know, and to, you know,
1: just being, just feeling so confident, being able to draft Christian McCaffrey first round and Chris Carson second round, <laughs> fucking got my future, dude. I had two guns rolling, man. And then as soon as week two, week two popped around, I was like, all right, I'm fucked.
0: I thought it would be. I was like, I told everyone this would be the worst year ever. <laughs> I beat three teams this year, and I think I beat you once. So <laughs> sorry to say. Mm-mm. No, it was down to just nothing at some point. I, I mean, know. and again, it was. It hey, was we still was do it, man. This is the twentieth year of that league. Twenty years ago, I started this league. It's crazy. It's that been awesome, insane. though. It's been so much fun, man. So much fun. I suck, but it's been a lot of fun. Look,
1: well, like, I don't know. There's no really science to it. You've got the if you've got the ability, maybe to draft people who you know are going to do very well, which you never know they're going to do very well. Because I got McCaffrey, and he didn't do very well. Uh, <laughs> You know there there are plenty. Of that other whole
0: team back. didn't do very well though, so I don't very think true. it was just on McCaffrey. Very true. Oh,
1: we got a little shout out. What's up, class of '91,
0: Todd Moody? What's going hey, on? Hey, Todd that? Moody. I'm '92, but I loved you guys. You were the much cooler class. So, what's up, Todd?
1: <laughs> I was just Todd. I was just talking to. Uh, I think I was talking to Jason Hart about um, where you lived. I know you used to live over there by Mark Shrebro, uh back in that area that uh, was not developed. Uh, that was just, that across the street became hammocks at some point. Um, and we were just talking about you live there. Jonathan Tenzi lived there. Um, a few parties over there at
0: Todd's house, I remember. Yeah, man, we did. I, I think, think I got remember. <laughs> I think
1: we got a party. That was a lot of fun, man. We had a lot. Man, I tell Those you. Those were growing, good times.
0: Growing up in Miami. Grown up in Miami. That's a good, whole different show, man. I mean, totally 100%. different show right there. 100%.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thanks so much for hanging out with us. You know, we had a little bit of a concept and uh, we, we we had a, a bunch of different ideas of what we wanted to do. But for some reason, for three or four weeks, we couldn't come up with a damn name for this show. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so the Casually Serious podcast, I think, is actually very fitting. Um, we're definitely going to be casually serious about all the stuff that we talk about. And by that, we mean... We're going to be serious to the point where we believe it and whether you do or do not does not necessarily have to reflect what we're going to say to you uh so i, I want you to understand that and we're going to definitely have the ability for uh, the uh, the psych ward or the folks in the comment section to come in and, and say what they need to say and, and if they have questions definitely we're going to do that but for the first show i feel it went really well i want to thank everybody for coming in i want to thank jesus for being number one in line scalping tickets whatever whatever we had to do knocking ladies over for the marble rye Whatever you needed to do to get to the show, I appreciate you doing it along with everyone else, especially Ken man, for uh, for coming along with me the journey. We got a lot more fun ahead of us. Ken, you want to say anything before we take off?
0: Well, actually, I just want to thank you. Actually, uh, you've done a lot of work in getting this thing to happen. Uh, you actually just—I don't have any—but grabbed me by the hair and said, "Come on, let's do this." It's something I've really thought about for a while, and I'm excited to get involved with it now. So I want to thank you. I also tell—I got to admit—you you do a great job with this, and uh, I look forward to continuing it. I think this is gonna this is gonna go very well. I
1: appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, man. And again, if it's not, if it's something I didn't want to do, it it would have never happened. Uh, the folks in the audience, just the fact that we've got you know Kendall in there, and I've got folks that I've been gaming with my entire life. This is family right now, and I know they're gonna pass this information to some folks that'll be like, hey, man, these guys aren't all about just weed, and they're not all about this. Go ahead and check them out. They've got a lot of different ideas and a lot of different stuff they talk about, and uh, we give the ability to to hang out with us and and actually be part of the show. So. Thank you as well, Ken, for for being receptive to all this, and thank absolutely. you so much. Uh, another shout out to your director who helped with the logo. Uh, so, again, absolutely, thank you so much uh, for that. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap. I want to thank you so much for coming up and uh, coming out and hanging us, uh, hanging out with us. And uh, catch us next week on the uh, on the podcast. And and if you haven't done so already, like and subscribe. And we'll see you next week. Take care.